It's an honor to be here this morning in, in this beautiful Shenandoah Valley and to be in fellowship with each and every one of you. And I'd like to thank Brother Ron for his invitation to be here. To us, this is just a homecoming. It's, we just feel at home here and, and uh, uh, so enjoyed the services, the last two services we've had. And, and uh, I have to say myself personally, that's the best I've ever heard Brother Tim minister. Amen. Minister of Lot in our in our assembly, and I I thought any moment I was going to lift off, and we were going to take a rapture. Certainly appreciated Brother Timothy's message on Friday night. God bless you. And it's an honor to have Sister Mara here with us, and she doesn't get to travel with me a lot, but when we come to the Shenandoah Valley, that's one place she says I want to be is right here in these meetings. If you have a need upon your heart, as we would go to the Lord in prayer just for a moment of time, if you just lift your hand to him and with sincerity within your heart and with reverence as we just speak to him just for a moment of time. Dear Lord Jesus, we've just sung this song, Lord, my hope is in the Lord. Lord, that's the greatest rock. That's the greatest place, Lord, that we can put our hope. It's an anchoring place, Lord, to know whatever situation we're going through and whatever's transpiring, Lord, in our lives, Lord, and the lives of those around us, Lord. We have a hope, Lord. If we're sick in our body, Lord, our hope is that you are a healer, Lord. And it's not a hope from the standpoint, Lord, that I hope you will, but you are a healer, Lord. If we need the Holy Spirit, Lord, and if we need a refilling of the Holy Spirit in our lives, Lord, we've come, Lord, this morning, our Lord. We have our cups turned up to you, Lord. And we desire, Lord, that you would move one more time, Lord. And that you would minister, Lord, to the needs, Lord, of your people, Lord had a wonderful time in your presence thus far, Lord, and, and this morning, our Lord, we're looking one more time to you, Lord, that you would minister to us through your word, Lord, that you would anoint us, Lord, by your spirit, Lord, both speaker, Lord, and hearer, Lord God, that you would be able to encourage us, Lord, as we would leave this convention, Lord God, that we would be have such a determination within our heart, Lord, to press a battle like we've never pressed it before. We commit now, Lord, this service unto you. I pray, Father, that you would bless, Lord, Brother Ron, Sister Connie, the Spencer family, this church, Lord. Every part, Lord, that has been prepared, Lord, has been orchestrated by you, Lord. So, Father, now we look unto you, Lord, as we would minister, Lord, Take full control, Lord. I commit myself unto you now, Lord, soul, body, and spirit for the glory of God that you would have your way this morning hour. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you have your Bibles this morning, I'd like to turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. And I'd like to read from verse 17 through to uh, verse 18. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. Verse 17 and 18. 
we, brethren, being taken from you for a short time in presence, not in heart, endeavoring the more abundantly to see your face with great desire. Wherefore we, wherefore we would have come unto you, even I, Paul, once and again, but Satan hindered us. God bless you. You may have your seats this morning. I'd like to speak this morning for a few moments of time on just a little subject. It's only for a moment. It's only for a moment. Paul had such a desire and he had such a love for the people of the Lord. And he says in the scripture verse that I, even I, Paul, had such a desire to come to be with you. But something came into, into play and something actually hindered us while I was trying to come. But nevertheless, he wrote a letter unto them, and that letter got through to the people that it needed to get through to. Amen. Satan tries to hinder us in many ways and many times, but there's one thing that I, I know for sure uh, all the years I've served the Lord is that God is always there. He's always standing in, in the place where, we, where he needs to be, and even though Satan would try to hinder us, there's something in our heart that, that knows that, that God is with us even to the end of the world. And Paul, Paul's desire was is that the people would become more rooted and grounded in the things of God. I think that was a good desire of Paul that he had for the, the churches of the New Testament is not only that they would come into the message as it were, but that they would become rooted and grounded. Any person that is rooted and grounded in, in the word of Almighty God, there, there's something that ties them to a position. There's nothing that's going to shake him. It don't matter how many winds of doctrines or whatever transpires, there's something that holds him in those hours. Amen. In times of sickness, in times of troubles, in times of struggles, he's Almighty God. Amen. It may seem like situations seem to go for a long time period, but I want to encourage you this morning, it's only for a moment. Amen. God is always on time every single time. Amen. Sometimes we want to try to get a hold of, or get ahead of God, but I want to say this morning, our church, that God is on time every single time. Amen. Sometimes we think it, God is delaying himself, but our faith is only being put to the test in those times. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Paul had such a desire to see the people. And I was, when we were flying here for this convention on this weekend, there's something that was in my heart was to see the people. Amen. A desire just to hug their necks and see how every person is doing and, and see to see how they're fighting the good fight of faith and how they're moving on with the Lord and how the Lord has, has come on the scene and healed the people. Just a desire in your heart. When I came off the plane and I saw Brother Ron and Sister Connie there and when we came into the Charlottesville and they were there and we hugged their neck, they're just something that transpired in their heart, in my heart. Amen. And that desire is what Paul had. Amen. He wasn't just interested were they just coming in, but he had a deep interest in the people. That interest was is that they would move on into the things of Almighty God. Hallelujah. And that's why we're here this weekend. I believe with all my heart, I've been touched by the Lord within my spirit. Amen. The eyes of my understanding have come open in this hour. Amen. God has come in this meeting and done great exploits amongst the people. Amen. And I'm thankful to Almighty God that I had the opportunity to be here this weekend. 
Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. God knows how to put things together. He knows how to bring people together. Amen. And what a wonderful thing it is when God orchestrates something. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. In just a short time period, we're going to be going to our individual homes and to our individual places. And, and I, I, I trust that whatever the Lord has done for us in this meeting, that we're, we're going to bring it with us into our places. Amen. It's not just that we're, we're feeling the presence of the Lord here, but we're going to take the presence of the Lord with us. Amen. I believe with all my heart that the people, the living God in this hour should be in revival time all the time. I believe that something should be stirring in their hearts all the time. Amen. No matter what hindrance Satan puts before the church, we should be moving on with Almighty God. Amen. Sometimes we, we get into a state, and I, and I say this back home many times, is we have a good meeting and the Lord moves on the scene and we've been touched within our hearts and then we... Monday morning, there's an obstacle in the way. We're back into the same old rut again. Amen. I want to have a determination. I trust you have a determination in your heart that you're not going back to that rut no more. Amen. But you're going to, by the grace of God, pull yourselves from that position and move on with Almighty God, climbing higher in Him every day. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. We need to climb higher. I, uh, the many testimonies that we've heard and, and we could share many testimonies this morning hour of the grace of God and the healing virtues of Jesus Christ and, and how he saves people and what he's done in this hour. Amen. But I believe that we need to come into a higher position. Amen. Into a greater place that the Lord can move on the scene. Amen. I believe this with all my heart that there's going to come a time when the church of the living God is going to get into a position, amen, that the presence of the Lord is going to be so strong within this, in the service that before the song leader even steps behind the pulpit, it's going to convict the people within their heart and they're going to come to the Lord. Amen. I love when I read back in history and I see what has happened in times gone by with Martin Luther and, and Wesley and them and how they prayed such prayers of faith underneath a justification message and a sanctification message and the power of the living God was so amongst the people. I don't believe we've regressed in this hour. One moment I believe that we're moving higher into the great alternatives of God. Amen. Where all things are possible. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. In the message, humble thyself, Brother Branham says, that's the Lord. That's what this church was established upon. That, that godly, brotherly love for one another. I've seen them even shake hands. Maybe just give me a little more monitor. I've even seen them shake hands with one another, leaving a place and cry like babies to leave one another. They loved one another that well. Amen. And if Paul had that within his heart, how much more would we have that within our heart in this hour that we're living? Amen. Just a, a love for one another. Amen. No grudges amongst the people. Amen. No bitterness amongst the people. But just a love for one another. Amen. One grand day, I believe, church, that we're going to go to the, meet the Lord in the air. And what a time it's going to be when we're going to change from this mortality to immortality. Amen. And we're just going to go and be one great cat meeting as it was. What a time it's going to be. It's going to be a wonderful time. 
Hey, man, we're all going to be back to young men and young women again. I just desire that with all my heart. Amen. Just to be transformed. But I believe right now, while we're here on the earth, we're being transformed by the word of Almighty God. Amen. It's changing our, our mortality into immortality. Amen. Brother Branham said birth is to be. And I believe that we're pregnant as was ministered last night. And birth is to be. Amen. There's coming a day we're not going to part one to the other anymore. Amen. What a time it's going to be. We're going to be going home tomorrow morning, Sister Mara and myself, and I'm kind of enjoying your weather right now, to be honest with you. I got out this morning, and I think it's going to be about 80 degrees today or something like that, and it's just a beautiful day, and the sun is shining so bright on a Sunday morning, and what a wonderful thing it is, and I know when we get off the plane in Saskatoon in just a few hours' time from now, it's going to only be about 50 degrees or 55 degrees. Amen. It's going to be dropping down quite a bit. Amen. But in, in Saskatchewan where we live, which is some people say, okay, we're Saskatchewan. We're just up from North Dakota, just pretty much straight up in North Dakota, Montana, probably about five hours from the U.S. border. And, and uh, where we live, there's four very distinct seasons. Just hold with me just for a while. In those four distinct seasons, we, we see that the, the changes every year, and it's very dramatic changes. We go from a springtime to a, to a summertime. And then from a summertime, it just seems like just like that, it cuts off last week in August, and all of a sudden we're in fall. You start seeing the leaves starting to fall on the ground, and, uh, and, and, and it's a beautiful time of the year, but you know what's coming after that particular time. It's winter time. And, and, and then we see that how, how that everything has come through its cycle of time. And, and, and it's only for a moment where we live. It's, it's only for such a short season of time. Some say, how long do you have summertime? And sometimes people ask me from South America, uh, they ask me, oh, we'd like to come to Canada. When's the best time to come? I say, well, if you come between June and, and August, it may be okay. But we may get, even get some cold days and all of that. We just don't know. We have extreme weather. This year we went up to 104 Fahrenheit, and, and in the wintertime we can drop down to minus 40 Fahrenheit. So we go up both ends of the spectrum. But, but we see there's, when you live there, there's a very distinct season time. Amen. It's not like where Brother Tim lives, and he sometimes sends a little message and says, yeah, we're already planting our, our stuff, and it's starting to grow outside, and it's February. We, we don't quite have that type of a luxury where we live. Everything is very distinctive. Yeah. Amen. And when God does something, he's very distinct. Amen. Amen. When he was in the justification cycle, it was very distinctive. Amen. When he moved to sanctification, it was very distinctive. Amen. But in this hour, not only do we have the Holy Spirit, but we have the Holy Spirit himself in this hour who's teaching us the word of God and our faith is rising in him, not in a man, but only in the man Christ Jesus. Amen. And so right now, uh, our, our season is a little bit different this year. Harvest time is it's been a little bit earlier, so some of our brothers are already in the field and they're harvesting. But you, we always find that, of course, spring brings new life. We love a springtime. It brings incredible new life and 
all the flowers, mind you, a little bit later than in Louisiana, but, but our flowers start to grow and everything starts to come on the scene. But then as summertime comes, there seems to be a kind of a vigorous growth. And then that growth is moving it to another spot. Then it comes to a place where growth pretty much stops. And then what, we're, what transpires is that everything has to lay in the presence of the S-U-N where we need to lay in the presence of the S-O-N in order to ripen for the taking home time. Amen. I believe there's only really one message that we have and that is preparation for the other side. Amen. That's the place where we want to be. Amen. I would say if the Lord would come before tomorrow morning, I would say, Lord, take me home, Lord. I'm ready to go and meet you, Lord. We're in that time cycle right now. We're in that period of time. Amen. As everything starts to ripen, there's this, the grain before they can harvest it has to be at a certain moisture level. Amen. And then it's time to gather it and put it into the garner. Amen. I, try, I believe we've been laying in the presence of the S-O-N through these meetings. Amen. We find it's a death, burial, and a resurrection. Amen. Jesus bringing the first fruits for him at his resurrection time. Amen. I'm looking forward to seeing my loved ones. I have a lot of loved ones in the graveyard not too far from our assembly. And I'm looking forward with all my heart to see them some grand morning. Amen. Just a little knock on the door, and the door will come open. Amen. And, and then we'll be able to see them. There'll be such something so stirred up in our heart. Amen. We'll be changed in the moment in the twinkling of an eye. Hallelujah. Amen. And what a grand time it's going to be, church. Amen. Now I'll say this this morning. There'll be no disappointments on the other side. There'll only be disappointments on this side over here. Amen. I encourage you with all my heart. Be ready to meet the Lord. We're right in that season of time. All of our greenness needs to be baked out of us. Amen. All the big eyes and little U's need to be baked out of us. There's only one great one in our midst. Amen. He's got diversity of gifts, but it's no great ones among us. It's only Jesus Christ who's the great one. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The word hinder, the word hinder means to cut into, employ one's course by cutting off his way. Mean hinder. It, it means literally Satan has, is, was breaking up the road and putting up obstacles. When we go from wintertime to springtime, we go into what's called pothole season. That's one season that we don't care for too much. It really wrecks your rims and breaks stuff up. It's a hindrance. I always say when I'm driving down the road, if I hit the pothole one time, that's a, then I, that's the pothole there. But I've hit it the second time. Then it's my fault after I hit it the second time. Sometimes people are, are going through life and they keep hitting the same pothole all the time. When they could easily avoid that pothole. Amen. Satan, he'll try to tear things up in front of you. That's what, he, that's what Paul is saying here. I want to see you. My desire is to see you. I, Paul, even I, have this great desire to see you grow in grace, to see you grow in revelation, to, to see you anchored, to see you rooted in the things of God. 
I desire to be with you, but uh, I can't be with you, so I'm going to send Timotheus with, uh, to see you. I'm going to send different ones to see you, and I'm going to write this letter and, and write it out by hand. Amen. They didn't have computers back then. Had to take and write it up by hand. And he wrote the letter, and the letter got through to the people. Amen. Satan hindered him from being there, but the word got to the people. Amen. I, I believe this hour, the word has got to the people. Amen. We don't need a new message. What we need is to immerse ourselves in the present message that we have. Amen. To hinder. Satan hindered Paul but he could not defeat God's eternal purpose. Amen. And when your faith is put to the test, then don't fail. Stay right with what you believe. Amen. I believe we need a real stability in this hour. Amen. Stay with what you believed. Paul said that there's going to come grievous woes in the end time hour. He said those, those grievous woes were, was a Nicolaitan spirit. Amen. And I say we need to be steady in this hour. Amen. Where we've been established in the word of truth. Just keep marching forward all the time. Amen. It's just a moment of time, church. From the time that you're born, from a little child, till the time you grow up and you become older. It's just a short moment of time. I'm 57 years old, raised in the message, just like Brother Ron and different brothers. But it just seems like time has just gone so fast. It just seems like I just was a teenager. Now I'm 57 years old, and I have grandchildren that are teenagers. Time moves so quick. Amen. I just stop here just for a moment. When I was a young man, I got asthma, about 23 years old. It was very severe asthma. I was in the hospital just about every other week. They knew me by my first name in the hospital. And, and it seemed like it was such a long time. And I really felt sorry for myself. And I was even laying in the hospital bed one time. And I remember tears coming in my eyes. I was really feeling sorry for myself. I looked over at the guy laying next to me. He was a whole lot worse off than what I was. And I, right from that time, I sobered up real quick. I said, Lord, you're my healer. Amen. No matter how long it takes, you're still my healer. Amen. 17 years later, God delivered me from all of my major medications. And I'm here to tell you that's 18 years ago now. He is a healer and he keeps you healed. He's almighty God. That was just a moment of time. It seems like an eternity when you're going through it. Are we together this morning, church? It seems like an eternity when you're going through it, but it's just a short moment of time. He promised that he'd give us three score and 10, 70 years. That's a short period of time when you're 57 years old. It's a shorter period of time when you're 62 years old. We pull ourselves into, it, it just, everything ceases to be going so quickly. It's as if you just wake up and, and all of a sudden it's another month. It's another day. Amen. And all I can look to is, Lord, you've been with me, even in me, and you'll be continue to be with me to the end of the world. You heal me. You're my Savior. You're my all. I don't know what you're going through this morning hour, but I want to tell you this morning hour, by the grace of Almighty God, that he is a healer. He is a Savior. Amen. He takes oppression from you. He keeps you in the way. It's up to us to believe his word. It's up to us to take a hold of his word. 
It's up to us to lay every, all the mocking and all the ridicule aside and say, he is faithful to his word. For it's only a moment of time. And when you're faced, when they're faced, faith was put to the test and they went to a critical hour. Not only did they go to an ash heap, but they went into a fiery furnace. But Satan could not destroy them. For God's purpose wasn't yet fulfilled. They could go in there with this hope. I know my Redeemer liveth. They could go in there with this hope. Here we are assured that God is able to deliver us from the fiery furnace. But nevertheless, we will not bow to that image. Amen. I'll only bow to one person, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I'll not bow to any other image except unto the Lord Jesus Christ. He's my Savior. Amen. He's my healer. He's the one that's kept me in the way. He's the one that's keeping you in the way. Amen. Satan could not take them. He could not drown Noah. I think many times of Noah, he preached 120 years, same message. It's going to rain. Amen. And he kept the faith. Amen. We're, we're where we are. We're keeping, you're keeping the faith. Amen. They couldn't, couldn't drown Noah until the purpose of God had been finished. He could not burn up the Hebrew children until the purpose of God had been finished. He could not kill Job with boils and troubles. Glory. Until the purpose of God had been finished. Neither could the lions eat Daniel until God's purpose had been finished. Neither could death and, and old age take Abraham until the purpose of God had been finished. Amen. And neither can God take you or take me until the purpose of God is finished. Amen. Our life is finished. So we gather from their consolation. And why does God let troubles come? God harnesses trouble, puts bits in its mouth, and makes it obey him. And those troubles bring us into a closer fellowship with Almighty God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Every time we go through troubles and trials through life, it brings us into a, a closer fellowship with him. Amen. We love him more. We adore him more. Amen. It brings us into a closer fellowship. Amen. I've given this testimony here before, but when, when we got married, Sister Mara, and I'll just be very short on it, when Sister Mara and myself got married, my mom and dad went back into the world. My dad became an alcoholic, and, and they were just people of the world and ridiculed us for believing this message. Mom thought we should do certain things and whatever more. I talked to my mom. I said, Mom, that's not how you trained me. That's not what you taught me. That's not what you prayed for with me when I was a teenager growing up. But they got discouraged. Amen. Their situation, sometimes we get discouraged. Amen. But God, rich in mercy. Amen. It was only, um, seemed like it was a long time. It was 30 some years, about 20 some years and my dad got right with the Lord and the Lord delivered him from alcoholism within one night. Amen. He, did, he talked to the Lord and he said, if you'll deliver me from this, I will serve you the rest of the days of my life. The next day he had no desire for alcohol. Amen. He drank a gallon a day plus hard, whisk, hard liquor on the side. And God completely delivered him. It took a long time after that. My mom had a real hard spirit. But about two years ago, she completely surrendered her life to God. 
You wouldn't even know that she's the same person that she was 10 years ago. She's so changed by the power of Almighty God. Amen. From this time over here, 30 years later, I want to I encourage you this morning. It was only a small portion of time. The important thing is, <coughs> church, the important thing is, is that God got a hold of their lives. Amen. They were my parents. I was embarrassed. But nevertheless, they were still my parents. And I loved them with all my heart. And I knew there was a promise in the word of God when Moses said, we'll not leave one behind. Amen. And I said, we're not going to leave them behind. We're going to bring them with us. And God came on the scene. Changed them. My mom just had an oper two operations in a row here just two, about three weeks ago. She had a problem in her back and a nerve in her leg and and so she, one doctor operated, and, and, and uh, they couldn't fix the situation. It was worse than it was before. And the pain was excruciating. She was on such strong pain medication that she wasn't even with herself. About six or seven days later, they, they, did, they scheduled her for another operation. The one doctor had to go, and another doctor came in and, and did the operation. But in that time period... I called her on a Sunday morning as they said, we're going to operate on Friday. And she was fasting for that. And Friday come and went. I was telling my mom, it's only a moment of time, mom. Saturday come and went. No operation, still fasting. She told us and she sent us little messages what she was going to eat when she got out of there. You know, she was hungry. Sunday morning, she called me at 7.30 in the morning on the way to, just while I was in my study before church. And she says, honey, she said, the doctor just told, nurses just told me they're going to bring me in from my operation at 8.30. I called her after church. I want to know how this operation go. And, and, and she, she said, they never operated yet. But she told me something that I've never heard her ever say. She told me, she says, I made a determination in my heart I was not going to complain. She said, the Lord knows why I'm here. The Lord knows what I'm going through. The Lord knows all about this situation. And, and if it's my time to go, it's my time to go. I'm ready to go. But I made a determination that I was not going to complain about any situation. And church, the Lord allowed her to be tested right to the wire. It was late Sunday afternoon. They put her in for the next operation. Another doctor did the operation. And by the grace of Almighty God, she's at home right now recovering without any pain at all within her body. Hallelujah. That's a living God that we serve in this hour. Amen. I've watched God transform their lives. Not only did God transform their lives, but when my mom and dad went back in the world, I have three brothers uh, four brothers underneath me, or three, four brothers. The other ones went with them. My younger brother, he got saved uh, many, many years ago. He's a deacon in our church. And, and my, my brother in Australia married a Greek Orthodox woman. I bring them books all the time because I'm a, I'm a real advocate that they may not serve the Lord, but, but here's something for you to read. Here's something maybe you need to look at. I'd send them books all the time, and Gina told me, she said, so told her, her husband, Kit, my brother, said, I don't know why your brother keeps bringing us all these books all the time. 
All you do is move them from here to over here to over here, over here. You just move them all over the place. Well, I want to tell you something, saints of Almighty God, that God got a hold of her life and God got a hold of her heart. Amen. It completely transformed her. And she embraced this message with all her heart, baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's Almighty God. It's only a moment of time. I never ridiculed them. I never said any harsh things to them at all. I was just waiting. I tried to live an example in front of them. That God, they could see Jesus Christ. It's not how many words I can speak, but what am I portraying to them? What kind of a spirit am I leaving with them? Amen. When they get into their dark times and their deep times, it will be something that they'll be able to look back to. And that they'll see Jesus Christ and, and, and see, see something that's living, something that's alive. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. My brother now helps a minister in the church that they're going to. He has an ability to speak and he's speaking services and preaching in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Our sister-in-law, she was in her house and because Greek Orthodox, they, they burn candles to, to things and do all kinds of different things, different, and, and, and it invokes spirits. And, and she was in her house and she told me, she said, she calls me Brother Kelly. She said, Brother Kelly, she said, you wouldn't believe it. I saw that dark spirit in the house and I felt it. And she said to that spirit, she didn't know what to say, but she said to that spirit, you're no longer welcome in this home. I rebuke you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that spirit left the home. Glory! That's almighty God. Sometimes we, we, we want things done in our time frame. But I want to encourage you, God has his time frame. Paul wanted to be with them. But he wasn't able to. But the message still got through. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, brother, when you see the gospel light, what difference does sickness, death, or anything else mean? Nothing can separate us from God's eternal purpose. Amen. Did you know God knew that where we'd be standing here 10 million years before the world was ever founded? Did you know he, he know we'd be standing here this morning? The infancy of God knowed every fly, every gnat, every time they bat their eye, how much talent they would produce before the world was ever formed. God knew it. Amen. Before there was any stardust church. Amen. Before there was anything at all. Amen. Any world created. God knew you. He knew where you'd be sitting this morning. He knew what color clothes you'd be wearing. What color attire you'd be wearing. He knows exactly where your trouble is or your problem is. He's almighty God. And he's here this morning hour to give you your heart's desire. Amen. Many times we limit the Holy One of Israel. Amen. But he's almighty God. Amen. Whatever you're going through is just a moment of time. One of my favorite scriptures is in Psalms 147.4. He telleth the number of the stars and he calleth them all by their name. Amen. The word, the, the word telleth in the Hebrew means to be called, to be summoned, to invite, be called out. Amen. He, 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 he is very interested in every person. I looked up, and I, I don't know anything much about astronomy. I Sometimes I love looking at the stars, and, and I look at them at, at night, and, 
And I, I know where the North Star is and the Big Dipper is, but that's all I can see. That's the extent of my stargazing is that right there. Somebody says, well, the Little Dipper is here. Or that's over there. I, I can't see it. I said, okay, where are you pointing? And they say it's right over here, but I can't see it. But, but anyhow, I, I, love, I love looking at the stars. And, and, the, and the astronomers say that there's, they estimate there's 100 billion galaxies. Well, that seems like a, a good guess. And they say our Milky Way is home to about 300 billion stars. I don't know how long they've been counting, but, but that's their guess is how many there is. But our God, he is acquainted. Let's say acquainted this morning. Let's say it one more time. He's acquainted. He's acquainted with every star. He knows every single one of them, Brother Andrew. He put them all in their orbit. Amen. They're all standing faithful to this day. Amen. Underneath the command of Almighty God. And he knows their name. Our astronomers, they try to look out there and they say, oh, that's a lot of stars. And they come up with some exaggerated number, but they really don't have any idea, Brother Joe. They just look at it and they say, well, that's a lot of stars. But I look in my Bible and my Bible tells me he telleth the number of the stars. And he calleth every one of them by their name, which means he's personally acquainted with every one. Amen. Then in this hour, we've had an end time <coughs> prophet that came and he told us that one soul is worth 10,000 worlds. Amen. One soul. And if he's acquainted with those, how much more is he acquainted with those who are bought by the blood of Jesus Christ? Hallelujah. He's acquainted with every one of them. He's acquainted with you. Amen. He knew exactly the day you'd be born. He knew exactly what hospital you'd be born in. He knew some that would be born in an ambulance. I believe my dad was born in a granary. But he knew exactly where they would be born. And if he knew that. How much more does he know what you're going through? He knows what you're going through. And he's acquainted with grief. He knows. He knows how to speak to you. He knows, he knows what, what, what you need in life. I was, I, was, I was just reading the account, and we know the account when Brother Branham went hunting, and, and he shot that big caribou. And, and, then, and then how he was going to shoot that big grizzly bear. And, and, and even Bud was saying, well, I don't know when he's going to show up. You said he's going to be here. Where is he? We don't see him. And he said, he'll be there. Are you doubting? But I said, no. He said, I'm not doubting. I saw what you've done. What happened to my, to my I believe it was his brother or, or some relative of his. He said, I'm not doubting. He said, but I can see a long ways and I can glass it, but I can't see anything. Brother Bram said, he'll be there on, the on time. Amen. And Brother Bram says that God always showed him when, when one of his loved ones would pass on. And he didn't know it at that time that his mother was getting real sick, getting ready to go home. Amen. And so God said, uh, Brother Bram said that God allowed me to have these things transpire around me because he knew it was the time for my mother to go home. And I say, if God is that conscious of, of a prophet of God, how much con how conscious is he of each and every one of us here this morning, Howard? 
He's conscious of our every need that we have, our every desire that we have. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I feel good this morning. I don't know about y'all, but I feel good this morning. Amen. God being infinite, he knowed all things from the beginning. And the only thing that those things are is a display of his attributes. You have an attribute. It's your thought. You think of something, then you speak it, and then you take it. That's God. He in the beginning. Amen. If you ever was with him in the heavens, you was, was in the heavens to start with. You're part of God. And you were in his thoughts. He knew your name. Glory. He knew who you were, were, were before there ever was a molecule, before there was light, before there was anything. He knew you and your name and put it in the Lamb's book of life. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Before the world was ever formed, see, you were his thought. And then you become a word. Amen. And a word is a thought expressed. Then you are manifested. Amen. I believe that we have sitting amongst us tonight or this morning hour is manifested sons and daughters of the living God. Amen. Therefore, if we're sons and daughters of the living God, then ask what you will and it shall be given unto you. Amen. My Bible tells me we have not because we ask not. But I say this morning hour, ask that your joys may be full. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, ask what you will. Amen. Romans 5 8. Just give me a moment here. God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. I don't is there a Kleenex here? I just need a, just a Kleenex if there's one. Amen. God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. To me, that's not just a scripture. That's just oh, okay, that's just a scripture. No. I take that personal. I take it personal. Amen. While I was yet a sinner, Christ died for us. I've said this to our young people at home. I grew up in church. But just because I grew up in church didn't mean that I I was part of the kingdom of God. I had to have a new birth. Something had to happen within my heart and in my life. Amen. That would completely change me. Amen. And set my feet on a different ground. Amen. And give me stability in the word of Almighty God. Amen. This may be simple this morning, or forgive me for it, but I believe it with all my heart. Amen. And I'm very passionate about it. Amen. Because I've seen what it's done in my life. I've seen what it's done in my family's life. Amen. I've seen what God is continuing to do. Sister Myra's father had cancer, uh, uh, prostate cancer a few years ago. Amen. Just a simple prayer of faith, and God completely delivered him. We have another brother in our church that had cancer in his bladder. He went through the treatments. He just come through the treatments, and they did analysis of it. They said there is no trace of cancer whatsoever. Amen. We serve a living God. Amen. He's all powerful in this hour. Amen. And he wants to give his children of his spirit. He wants to give us his heart's desire. Brother Branham said he tried to point it out to us. And he said, if you take all the oceans of the world and put them all into one little place. 
And he said the pressure on the bottom of a two-inch pipe is how much God wants to bless each and every one of us with. I say, Lord, help me this morning hour to open up my heart this morning hour and let the power of the living God come down and, and saturate my being from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. Not just only me, but every person within the sounding of my voice this morning. He's almighty God. Amen. I've seen him in Venezuela when I was there. I hope this is okay this morning. It's only for a moment. I've seen him in Venezuela the first time I came in, their very first message. Lord, have me. And, and God may be part of that. I don't understand it all the time. But there was a woman that came came from, she was out in the world. She was grew up in church. And the Lord told her to come to the service that night. And she had degenerate back disease. And she took extra pain medication to come to the service. And she came up for prayer. Most of the time when I pray in those countries, I, I don't have the translator translate. I just pray and let, let God take care of the situation. But this time, the translator translated it. And she told me a year later, she said, every single thing that you said in your prayer was a situation of my life. And she said, God completely healed my back. She has, she has the x-ray to prove it. This was it before and this was it after. Amen. I'm not saying this about myself, church. I'm saying that we serve a living God in this hour. He's almighty. She's still serving the Lord to this day. Amen. We had a, our little Isaac was when he was born. I was really happy when they named that child Isaac. Because he's a miracle. Our little Isaac is a miracle. And, and he was so sick. And I was to go to a, to a trip. And he was in the NCU unit. And his potassium and crate and everything was all out of whack. And, and we, we just prayed. And the doctors checked. And they said, my, everything's adjusted very quickly. I went to the trip. It was a meeting in Venezuela, 45th year of the message coming into the country. And I was really burdened for my little grandson. Lord, touch him. There was a man that came to me. His name is Brother David. I just phoned there just recently, and, and their brothers are telling me, Brother David's asking how you're doing and so forth. I felt like Paul. I just felt like just hugging his neck. He said, he said to me, he said, Brother Kelly, you look really burdened through a translator. I said, I am. I explained the situation. He said, I'm going to go home tonight and I'm going to pray all night and get a word of the Lord for you. I never met the man before in my life. It was the first time I ever met him in my life. The next day came and, and I, we were invited out and to some people's house for a meal. And just in my heart, I just, man, I just wish I could have a piece of cake right now. When you travel, sometimes you think these things. If there would be a Krispy Kreme donut shop, I would have been there in a heartbeat. I'm going to tell you that right now. We tried to get to one the other night, and we kind of got there a little bit late, and they were all shut down. I just in my heart, I said, man, I wish I had a piece of cake. We went back to the church, and they had a compound there. It was, used to be Brother um, uh, Galdona's church, and Brother Marcy, Marcos is the pastor there now. He's gone on to be with the Lord, and and uh, 
I come in there, here's Brother David. The, oh, the second time I met him, he had a package in his hand. He come up to me and he gave it to me. And I said, what is it, Brother David? He says, it's a piece of cake. I said, how did you know that I, I, I like cake? He said, God told me to bring it to you. And he said about your grandson, he said, don't worry about your grandson. God showed me that everything is going to be okay. I think Isaac is, what, eight years old now? Eight years old. He's grown. He's a strong boy. He's sharp as a tack. Has some complications in life, but God's rich in mercy. Amen. Glory. In that service, and Brother Ron was talking about dividing of beans before, I was thinking about this thought. In that service, there was 5,000 people there, and they feed all the people. It's amazing. And they're cooking and so forth, and the meeting was close to the church. And, 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 and uh, all of a sudden, one of the brothers that was in charge of it, they called him. He was at the church, at the place for the meeting. And they called him and says, they said, Brother Roger, we're all at a meet. Well, how much do you have? Well, we got enough for 3,000. He said, and at the same time, we were ministering on the breaking of the loaves and the fishes. God knows all things, church. He said, well, pray. He said, we already prayed. He said, well, pray again. They prayed again. They went to the freezers and they opened them up and they were full of meat. Amen. They took out what they needed. I'm only saying this for the glory of God, church. They took out what they needed and they cooked it and they went back and it was full of meat again until all the 5,000 people were there were fed by the glory of God. Amen. I want to say this morning, our church, he's almighty God. Amen. He knows our every desire. He knows all about ourselves. Amen. I'm just going to skip down here. In Lady Ocean Church Age, Brother Branham says here, he says, it is as though God made this whole universe and all the laws that pertain to it and then stood back and became an impersonal God. It is as though God made a way of salvation for lost mankind, that, that way being the cross. And then when the death of the cross was atoned for our sins and his resurrection gave us an open door to him, God just folded his arms and stood back as it were, uh, as if he were majoring in believing in a great creation, having created, lost personal interest in his creation. Now, I say that is how too many people are apt to think, but that is wrong thinking. God is governing. Let's say governing this morning. God, let's say it one more time, governing. God is governing in the affairs of men right now. Amen. He is both creator and sustainer. Blessed be the name of the Lord, for by him were all things created. We serve a big God in this hour. Amen. That are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or power. All things, let's say all things. All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things and by him all things consist. He is a sovereign God. By his own counsel, he purposed a plan of salvation of his own elect, which he foreknew, glory. The son died upon the cross to establish the means of salvation, and the Holy Spirit carefully executes the will of the father. 
He is working all things at this moment according to the purpose of his own will. He is right in the midst of it all. He is in the midst of his church. This great creator, Savior God, is faithfully working among us his own right now as a great shepherd of the sheep. Amen. This is the part I love. His very existence is for his own. His very existence is for you. It's for me. Amen. What you're going through is only a moment. His existence is for you. You say, well, I've got depression. Amen. His existence is for you. Amen. You say, well, I've got a sickness in my body. His existence is for you this morning. Amen. You may say, well, I'm going through a real valley. His existence is for you this morning. Amen. Do we have the courage to take God at his word and apply it to our, live, to our lives in this hour? I say take God at his word this morning. Amen. Apply it to your life. Amen. Satan is a hinderer. He is a tempter. And he is accuser. As a hinderer, he's obstructive, trying to hinder the blessings of the word of God in your life. Amen. But I'm reminded this morning that greater is he that's within me than he that's in the world. Amen. Whatever difficulties we're going to face, remember it's only for a moment. I might get sick tomorrow. I might have a bad report from the doctor tomorrow. Amen. But it's only for a moment. Amen. What's it to do? It's to show that he's almighty God. Amen. All the things that we saw in Brother Branham's ministry, our faith should be so elevated in this hour. Amen. Till all things are possible. Amen. The centurion, he said, I'm not even worthy that you'd come under my roof. Amen. He said, just speak the word. Amen. And it will be exactly the way you say it will be. Amen. I say this morning, just speak the word. Amen. And God, let God come on the scene. Amen. And change the situation that you're going through. If you have the faith of a seed, faith of a mustard seed, and you say unto this mountain, be thou moved and be cast into the sea, and don't doubt it within your heart, but you shall have what you ask for. Amen. I was ministering to those people back home, and I said, when you, when you pray that prayer, there might be just one little seat starts to move, but that mountain is starting to move out of the way. Amen. I say, speak the word in this hour. We say, oh, that's just for the pastor. That's only for Brother Branham. No, it's for you. Amen. It's for you. We always think that a, a certain evangelist has to come through whatever more. No. Just speak the word. Amen. You have a sick child at home. Just pray for it, Lord. Touch my child. Believe it. You say, well, I never saw any results. Well, do you doubt? Or do you believe what you prayed? Glory. Nothing hindered Job's revelation. He was anchored. I've never seen anybody shook down like Job ever. He lost his family. One day. One day. And you know, when he lost his family and all, of, all the substance that he had, the devil made sure there was somebody to let him know. 
He made sure. He, he didn't want to make sure they're all dead. He wanted to make sure there was one person to tell him the story. And could you imagine the calamity of Job? Big wind came up. All your children are dead. This happened and all your livestock are gone. This happened, all this is gone. But it was only going to be for a moment. He just didn't know it yet. I love that last verse. Chapter 1. Job went into the house of the Lord. Rent his clothes. His garment. And he kneeled down. said, blessed be the name of the Lord. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And in all of this, Job sinned not nor charged God foolishly. But a spirit was in his heart. I believe we have that same spirit in the hearts of the people this morning. Amen. If he could have that underneath the blood of bulls and goats, how much more should we have that underneath the blood of Jesus Christ? Amen. He saved you. He's in the business of keeping you. It's not you holding on, but it's him holding on. We'd say many times, I don't give up a long time ago, but I can't give up. Something keeps holding me. Something keeps strengthening me. I go through a trouble, and, and then I say on the other side of the trouble, I said, Lord, how did you carry me through this? Glory. Hallelujah. I could say many things this morning, hour, but God has been gracious, church. Amen. I'm leaving this meeting with a new desire within my heart. Amen. To be more fervent. To be in my prayer closet more. To allow Christ to manifest himself fully through my life. To the ability that he, that he wants to. And if I can encourage you that way this morning, no matter what you're going through, it's only for a moment. When that important man laid at the gate called Beautiful, 40 years, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give unto you. Take, get up and walk. And he, limbs that had never walked before, they just strengthened themselves. Just as we heard yesterday about little Drew, Amen. We heard yesterday how that God created eyeballs and put them in. And then we had Brother Branham in this hour, my Lord. Person that was blinded stops. What color eyes do you want? You don't think God's interested in the details of our lives? He's interested in every detail. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. He'll give you your heart's desire. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. 
for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor heights nor death nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. I say, church, there's nothing that's going to separate us from the love of God. Amen. It doesn't matter what calamity we go through in this hour. There's nothing that can separate us from the love of God. Amen. Satan is going about like a roaring lion this hour, but we're sons and daughters of the living God. We need to stand and take our right according to the word of God and march on with him. Blessed be the name of the Lord. May our faith rise in this hour. Amen. We, may we be more determined than ever to press a battle like we've never pressed it before. Amen. Because one golden daybreak. Glory. One golden daybreak. They're going to take a step toward us. We're going to take a step toward them. We're going to be changed in the, in the moment in the twinkling of an eye. Hallelujah. That's a promise to the church of living God. <coughs> It's a promise. Hallelujah. It's a promise to the church of the living God. Amen. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. If you're coming through a trial, don't complain. Just give him thanks and give him praise. Watch the situation change. Amen. If the musicians would come forward. I'd like to sing that little song this morning, if we could, and I'll have the <clears throat> the brothers help this morning when we all get to heaven if I don't meet you this side of glory anymore if I never see you again I want to see you on the other side we have a great appointment over there to the other side there'll be no more heartache no more old age no more hearing aids no more glasses no more false teeth We'll be changed in the moment in the twinkling of an eye. We'll be back to young men and young women again. If I don't meet you here, be looking for me on the other side. I'll be looking for you on the other side. God bless you. It's such an honor to be with you. And I trust something said this morning would be there to strengthen you in the hour that we're in. Amen. Sing the wondrous praise. Do you know the song? sing with all of our heart. Why don't we just stand to our feet this morning. Let's just sing it with all of our heart this morning. Oh, sing the wondrous love of Jesus. Sing His mercy and His grace in the mansions bright and blessed. He'll prepare for us a
I have found our Lord Jesus to be very detail-oriented. He knows every aspect of our lives. And he tells us that he even hears before we call. And he's waiting to hear your voice come through the blood. That's my son. And I've got every situation of your life taken care of. Amen. Brother Kelly, thank you. Thank you. Yes, sir. Tim and myself have sat at the table with Gina and Kit and we knew the before Gina and Kit and now we enjoy the after yeah because she was a spicy old gal yeah. yeah she had a lot of spice but the Lord Jesus just one touch from him just one touch from him it'll change your life forever It'll just change your life forever. Never forget looking over. I watched her move over to where Brother Tim was one morning. And I watched the elements just begin to change. I thought the Lord's doing something. The Lord's just doing something. I never forget Brother Kelly's mother walking up to me. First time I ever met her. She punched me on my chest and she said, You preach too long <laughs> and now she's the first person at church sitting and reading her bible <laughs> she had a lot of spice too what'd you do brother Ron I don't know what made me do it but I just hugged her that's the last thing she was expecting from a preacher. I just hugged her. And she had hated preachers and been hurt by preachers. And here this guy that she just got hugged her. Now don't expect a hug from me this morning. but Amen. Connie got one earlier. but And may get one again. So, But God bless her. We won her heart. And the Lord Jesus came and when we sat at the table with Brother Harry and, and her and she, we sat at the table and we look and we enjoy the after, after Jesus came. Saying all of that to say this, maybe you came to this meeting a certain way and Jesus came by. And Jesus came by. Now you might have been a Christian for many, many years and fallen in love with this message and the Lord Jesus, but it's just great when he comes by and just renews you and recharges you and he touches your life and, and it's just nothing like when he touches you. And I like that many refillings, Brother Branham said, why you can never know enough about God and I, I, yeah, there's, there, you'll, you'll never know all about God but God just comes and opens your eyes in a, in a new way and, and he takes different ministries with different gifts and different anointings just to tell you how much he loves you 300 billion stars and he knows you 
He's acquainted with you. Now you invite him to get in the car with you. Ride with me, Jesus. Ride with me and be with me today at work. Watch over me and protect me. A little child came up to me the other day here at the church and said, I got Jesus with me. I want Jesus with me all the time. Just absolutely all the time.